Again, hello out there to all you dirty godless heathens. This is Hyperborean Radio. I am the Lord Keeper, and with me today is Celtic God, as always. And today is going to be our final show of the new year. And, yeah, we're pretty much just going to talk about quite a few things. Yeah, and um, the whole resolutions thing, you guys already know about it, so we're going to kind of gloss over that. Um, I just hope everybody has a good new year. Uh, let me see. Oh, uh, if you want to support us, you can follow our link tree, which is in the channel description. You know, all the, the buzzwords, share us around, uh, other good stuff. Otherwise we're not going to grow and we will continue just sitting here spinning circles. However, I got into some research again, which really gets me, really gets me going. It's, uh, it's child labor, um, another aspect of it and it's not that i don't think kids should work it's just basically this is what it is the price of progress is the sacrifice of our children we're still doing it today not necessarily in the the the, the same way because we don't have the breaker boys that worked at the coal mines or that we're not sending children down into mines to mine tin or coal etc cetera, etc cetera. but we are still sacrificing our children and then that led me to actual human sacrifice by the Catholics in Ireland, where they was literally sacrificing Irish children. Uh, the estimates, the estimates, just based off from the body count that they found so far, 57,000. That's within a 10-year period. That's not the entire time. There's... Like any research, you're going to see... Variety. Yeah, like 57,000 uh, between 18, whatever it was. I don't have it right in front of me. 18, whatever it is, to 1998. Others are like, no, the this 57,000 was in this five-year group or this 10-year group or this 20-year group. Um, but either way, the 57,000 children and the way that they was killed, it's actually been classified as human sacrifice by the and they're blaming the nuns as opposed to nuns and priests as opposed to catholicism in general but the catholics actual human sacrifice and then in some of the uh the historic research that i found they make it sound like they're all found in mass graves and graveyards however most of the bodies upon further investigation they was found literally dumped down sewers yep piles of them in the sewers yes but you see the catholic church is so loving yeah it's so charitable right and it's the pagans that do the human sacrifice those must have been pagan catholic nuns i mean and you we were just talking about this the whole wicker man thing like they claim that that's stuff full of bodies Mm -hmm. look at burning man you got at least like one idiot who gets drunk and wanders right into the flame yeah almost every year it's like when people it's like uh Almost. Uh, well, many, one year, uh, and this wasn't too long ago with the Burning Man, 25 people burnt to death. Amazing. That's what That was their reasoning for trying to cancel it, but people won't stop doing it. All they did was just move where well, they were Because it's it. actually the closest thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's degenerate as all heck in many areas. The way that they do it, yeah. But it's actually really close to how a pagan festival would work. Y- yes. But on the surface. It's the details where, where they, they wander away from it. Well, and here's the thing that I find interesting about, like, Christmas, for instance, because mm-hmm. it was it used to be a 12-day period. And 
Throughout most of those days, instead of the lovely family get-togethers we have these days, it was a giant freaking party. Yeah, it was a festival. Well, and it was like, get ridiculously drunk, go off and... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... I don't think it went orgiastic like the Catholics always try to portray. No, no, that was that was the Catholics. Man, they do a lot of projection. The more I dig into it, well, it's like the more a, projection I you, see. You want to see some wild sex parties? Look up some of the popes. Yeah, like uh, I forget which or, one it was, or but, just the monasteries. Oh yeah, but like oh yeah, because the nuns and the freaking monks would go at each other. They're like in this holy monastery, but in this one room we can get drunk and fuck as much as we want. It's like right. bring in the donkeys. <laughs> I mean, for real, they was doing that. Donkeys, pigs, uh, dogs, um, children. The, yeah, the, I mean, the, 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 whole, the whole pedophile priest thing ain't new. Yeah. They've been doing that shit for a while. Uh, it's just now they get caught and they have repercussions. Right, and it's all historically documented. So if we got any Catholics out there listening, which, well, um, yeah, look it up. It's historically documented. Don't just sit there and go, uh-uh. Actually, go look. It's it's there. It's just a Google search away. Well, and it's um, it irritates me because like you and I have been talking about this for a while, which is paganism is so fucking easy. It is when it, it's done right. Because everyone tries to compliment, complicate it, and turn it into they light. overthink it and they're working too hard. Well, they try to make this. Oh wow, that would be the plow. Impressive. Impressive. You it, guys... is, it is around New Year's in the north. So right. Unlike there Wolfie, who's in South Africa, we do have snow. Yes. Um, but the um, we'll have to just edit this part out. Well, if I have time, I don't think I'm going to have time. I, well, think, we, we I ha think we're going to get it raw today. Ah. Well, we can always post it on Friday right. because then it actually is New Year's. Uh, we could. I don't know. I'll play with it, and you guys may might hear this uh, conversation, or you might not. So, yes. anyways, go ahead. But uh, I lost my train of thought because of the freaking um, um, Wicker Man. Oh yeah, that. Because here's the thing: is people will try to make these like extremely structured pantheons, and all the gods were the same across the board, and they don't just do like all. Well, the and it takes a lot of effort to do that. Well, not only a lot of effort, a lot of jumps in logic, mm -hmm. and a complete denial of certain gods, like uh, Hala. There are more stories of Hala that I have found, and I've these are just the ones I found. There's more than what I found. Mm -hmm. Then there are of Frigg, but everyone will call Frigg Hala. Same with or uh, the other way around. You mean? Yeah, a uh, Hala Frigg. There's no evidence of this whatsoever. And then you have Rubizol. A lot of people will say Rubizol is the same as Wotan, and Wotan's the same as Odin. Again, no proof that either of these deities are the same, or are Odin. I have seen people in real time make five jumps in logic. Five jumps in logic because they listed them out for me. Well, it's like some of the games that we play in the Discord that we're in. It's a research Discord. It's not a social Discord. So it's, it's research and it's all wrapped around the projects that we do. But once in a while, because we're humans, we will actually just talk to each other and play with each other. But the games like uh, uh, me and... McThunder was was playing with here's a word how can we make this word attached to this thing that has absolutely nothing to do with it and it can be done with any word or series of words to turn it into something that it is not well and this is another and thing yeah he got he actually got a little disturbed because of how easy it is once you start once he saw me do it a couple times 
And he started doing it. He's like, this is so easy. And on the surface, it makes sense unless you actually understand what it is. Well, that's like if people don't know any better, they think the Nibelungen Lied is just like Wagner's poem, Wagner's operas. That the Nibelungen Lied was perfectly adapted. Because I've run into people that are like, well, what about how similar the Nibelungen Lied is to Norse mythology? Well, it'd be and like saying the Hobbit movie is perfectly adapted to the Hobbit book. Or um, a better example would be like that the Marvel Thor is perfectly adapted from the Edic Thor. Yes. It's not. Even the physical description is so off. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he's like modeled after one specific painting. Which is one of the few that depict him as blonde because he's actually a redhead. Oh, yeah, it's the one where he's in the chariot and there's a storm. It, it's a cool picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's there's an even better gift based on it because they, they got the lightning flashing. Yeah, even though he's not associated with lightning, like, at all. No, no, there's there's really, honestly, nothing in the stories to say so. But um, I was going to bring the, the Celts back into it, and specific, specifically the Irish Celts. Because, there, yes, there's more than one kind of Celt. Sorry, people. Sorry, children. Uh. <laughs> well, there's two macro groups. There's the, the what I will call the continental Celts, which was mm-hmm. colloquially most people call them the Gauls, but actually you could subdivide them into so many different groups in the modern day. Well, and pretty and then, much all the islands, those are all Celts. They're yeah. just different kinds of Celts. Well, I think they're collo- they're collectively known as like the Gales or something. The yeah, something like that. But which is re- just is if you look backwards, is actually just another way of spelling. Celtic. It is. Um, and this is the other thing that I get really irritated about is... Oh, people, hold on, hold on. Where was I going with that? Oh, that a lot of these people that do a lot of these conflations that you was just talking about, they love to leave the Celts out of it. Well, and and when, why? Because it fucks up their whole story. Well, it's like they'll try to claim the Dogda is Odin. And people are like, the Dogda is a druidic god. And I'm like, have you read a single story with the Dogda? And it's three-foot cock? Eight-foot. Oh, eight-foot. Well, a really big one because there's several stories. And I, I honestly, well, how do you get all those different stories? Well, you get a bunch of drunk people standing around talking talking shit. One of them gets horny. Well, it doesn't even require that. It just, oh, you you saying Frere has a big cock. Well, the dog, he's got a three-foot cock. Oh, yeah, Frere's is three. Yeah, I guess I could see that if Frere's really tall based off from this statue, if you make him like nine feet tall. But you see the dog, he's got an eight foot cock. So it's a whole thing. We do it all the time. We still do it today. Well, I mean, you've even seen this with like Pecos Bill versus Paul Bunyan in Mm -hmm. American folklore. You saw this in the UP. People would argue over who made the Grand Canyon. Yes. Was it Pecos Bill or was it Paul Bunyan? Or and then you'd have some people standing in the middle going, Guys, why can't we get along and say it was both? And then both sides turn on that middle person trying to sit on the fence post. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's a it's a whole thing. But we still do the the thing I was talking about with the, the dog to penis. It's called flitting. Well, I mean, just an example from American folklore. How tall is Paul Bunyan? Yeah. My, well, sometimes he's seven feet. Oh, you think he was only seven feet? Well, we knew Paul Bunyan when he was even when he was twenty feet. Right. Or some will have him taller than the redwoods out west, which puts him at what one hundred and fifty. He's almost like feet? a freaking leshy. He's like he can be as tall as the tallest tree. Yeah, and there are some stories where he'll be like twelve feet tall when he's standing outside, and then he'll go into a normal sized building, 
which if you're 12 feet tall and eight feet wide, you are not getting into a normal building no matter how much you twist and turn. No, and there's actually, there's a re- I don't know how old it was because when it was presented to me, it was a really old depiction mm-hmm. of Paul Bunyan, but it might have been newer. I don't know. The sketch depicts him as almost like Neanderthal. Like mm-hmm. you have the handsome lumberjack with the bushy beard. That Well, even if it came from, say, the, the image that you're talking about, let's say it came from the mid-1800s where there's a lot of Paul Bunyan imagery mid-1800s. Uh, well, mid-1800s to early 1900s. There is such a wide variety of imagery, and that's not even getting into once um, film came into being because now there's even more types of images of them. But, yeah, just from old, which historically speaking is still recent, uh, mid-1800s, that's, that's re- recent history in the terms of history. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of them having them as um, – a Neanderthal caveman looking guy um, and actually just human size. Some of them have him like that, but he's like 12 feet tall. How many axe handles high is he? Uh, he's three axe handles high here, which is about nine feet um, or eight to nine feet, depending on the region actually and which axe you're talking about um, all the way up to like a hundred feet tall. Well, and the thing is, is if you actually look at American folklore and culture, we were pretty pagan up until like the last 50 years and we still are in some ways like because like santa claus santa claus existed in the folklore before he was a coca-cola mascot that's how we have santa claus um same with paul bunyan same with the grim reaper same with the undertaker same with davy jones same with columbia washington right there was active folklore of washington after his death like as a spirit basically um, and it's one of the reasons I, I get so irritated with people that try to make paganism into this extremely overly complicated esoteric tradition. Because here's the thing is, no one has any use for esotericism. Mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat this. Esotericism doesn't feed you. It doesn't get your wife pregnant. It doesn't build houses. You know what does? Actually getting up and doing the thing. Fuck your wife. Plow your field, build your damn house. Let me know how drawing little circles and chanting to candles and reading the freaking river, how that taught you and then successfully built you your freaking house. Right. I don't care if you do it, but don't pretend everyone should be doing esotericism. There's a reason it's called esotericism. Well, I've actually flat out asked some of these people, what has this brought to your life? And then they, they struggle trying to give me an answer. But then I keep saying, but what does it bring to your life? How does it make you a better person? Well, and, and, like, and it's always, they end up devolving into calling me a divisive asshole. Well, like, just to use America or as an example. Or anti-dharmic, I think is what uh, another one that they'll call me. Anti-frickin-dharmic. Yeah, yeah, go be Hindu somewhere else, bub. Um, but you take just the American stories, which are mostly heroes. We actually have very few deities, per se, depending on how you classify. Because a lot of our deities behave like heroes. Even in Europe, Heracles, Thor, Apollo, Cucullin, Lu. It, it, it is a very common trope. The gods double as heroes, double as ancestors. Well, and here we, we have trolls, we have giants, we have... Uh, very, Tom, Tommy knockers, we have spirits, we have cryptids. Yes. Um, they all traveled over here with us. 
Yeah, I mean, there's even a famous one, the Nain Rouge, which is the Red Dwarf, which mm-hmm. is a Detroit thing. There's even a freaking carnival around the Nain Rouge. Um, but, like, stories of, say, Paul Bunyan. They were told to young boys, and young boys grow up wanting to be strong like Paul Bunyan. Johnny Appleseed. He inspires people. Uh, Columbia. The reason they had to introduce Uncle Sam was she was getting a little too powerful cult-wise. <laughs> I just started laughing because I'm like, this is why everybody started calling you the lore keeper is because this is actually your, your comfort zone, which is, it's great. But we went from, uh, what is it? Um, the price of progress, the sacrifice of our children (laughs) into this. And I can tie it right back. Okay. But let me finish my point. There's even a depiction of Columbia. And I showed you this. I showed you this freaking picture of Robert E. Lee asking for forgiveness from her on a throne. Mm-hmm. This is this is not a minor deity. This wasn't a mere personification. People actually valued this figure. And then here's the thing. We lost all this shit, by and large, mm-hmm. because we devoted ourselves entirely to progress. Mm-hmm. A, and in the in universalism. Like, we've talked about this. Everything comes down to universalism. It comes down to these revealed religions. Like, Wotanism is a revealed religion thanks to fucking Guido von List. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Zoroastrianism, modern Hinduism, uh, a lot of these random Roman cults that people... Like, Pythagoras. Why are people so obsessed with Pythagoras? He's a, he's a crazy person. Uh, it's... At a certain point, it becomes all esoteric because no one has no one is doing anything that requires them to actually do stuff well this is the way i break it down they're praying they're praying they're they're just asking they're 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 praying pray the pain away it's the same thing i mocked the, the christians for pray the pain away what the fuck and i'm going to just yank it back to the whole irish thing because me and Mick Thunder, we was talking about. I'd love to get him on here sometime because he's he gets really pas- passionate. But um, the the level and this is not being like oh boohoo the poor Irish are being picked on. Nope, hold on, I'll get there. You got the literal human sacrifice because in legal terms, it has been classified as human sacrifice because of the way that the children were killed. They didn't die of famine. They didn't die. They were strangled to death. They were beaten to death, like specific blows and or cut, like whether their chest was split open or their throat was sliced. So, and once it hits a certain scale, it becomes human sacrifice. So the actual human sacrifice, the um, kidnapping of the Irish women and sending them out most notoriously to Australia, but they were shipped all over the place. Um, this is all during the same time periods. Um, the famine, because people are to tie into your esoteric thing. People love to say, well, the priests told the people when and what to plant. Yes. Irish famine is an excellent example of that. And then there was a rye or wheat, um, mass poisoning thing that went on. It was the same thing. The priests stepped in and said, you guys need to plant this. And the reason why is because it was a money crop and the church was getting a cut of it. Now, uh, you tie into that also during the same time period, 
the uh, coffin ships, which McThunder brought up to me, which is people trying to bail out of Ireland. And half the people never even made it over here. It's easy to say, well, they died of disease. They died of famine. Some surely did. But many were also thrown overboard. The coffin ships. Yeah, the coffin ships. Now, it's right there. If I stop right there, it's easy to say, oh, the poor Irish, everybody's picking on them. But here's the point that me and McThunder was talking about. Um, if the Irish had just banded together and, and fought back, said no to the churches um, and, and went all old school on them, I'm sure some of our, um, some of our audience is base enough to understand that. If they went all old school against the churches and against the nobles and against the, the English fleet, uh, because Pirate O'Malley uh, was not scared to do so. And she defeated the, the English um, fleet with a bunch of fucking fishing boats fighting back. If they had just fought back, guess how many people would not have died? Guess how due to famine or human sacrifice or being shipped overseas? Yes, people would have died fighting back. But would, have, would as many have died? Would as many have starved to death? Would as many have had their throats slit as children? Would as many been shipped overseas and been thrown overboard or sold into, sold into slavery because that's, they was, like the ones that went to Australia, for instance, they were indentured for between four and seven years. What is What does that mean? What is it that we're taught that that means? The indentured servants? Oh, yeah. We're told those are slaves. So let's apply the same thing to our own people. Had they just simply fought back, I don't think a portion of that many would have died. Because it was 500 million? No, no. 500,000. I want to be correct. 500,000 uh, Irish women were exported overseas over the course of, it was just a small handful of years. I think it was like five years. So that is the price of progress. Are we willing to do that again? Oh, yeah, we are. We're doing that right now. Our particular group, I guess, aren't doing that because most of our kids are homeschooled. But we're sending them out to the sacrifice by putting them in public school. By sending them to college. Well, and here's basically, because uh, someone just put a video out on this. I haven't watched it yet, but it brought up a pretty good point, which is the government is kind of the new god. Mm -hmm. Fa uh, Fauci, these, all these political entities are the new priests, mm -hmm. which is why you're supposed to just believe them. And here's the thing is, the idea of our leaders selling us out to a religion, whether it's Christianity or Islam, they've done this for a long time time almost every single time the pagans lost to the christians they corrupted our leaders and then our leaders basically pretended and, and there's then, people that look just like us that's doing it well i mean this is the thing nobody wants to admit our greatest enemy is looks just like us mm -hmm. and this is the dead giveaway if anyone hasn't realized it if every single white person immediately sided with us how many of these with just not even necessarily us just with our people and by our people, I also include our gods, mm -hmm. because Christianity, if you look at history, has done nothing but bleed us dry like a frickin' turnip. Well, uh, let's make this statement really simple. If all white people all of a sudden turned 
completely 100% ethnic oriented. All of a sudden, all these problems go away. Because, like, let's say that you, because, frick, a handful of people conquered pretty much all of Latin America in the grand scheme of things. A few, what was it, like a few thousand? The, okay, they keep altering the numbers. But here's the thing, you can only pack so many people onto a ship. The absolute most that they had was 50,000. 50,000 soldiers, and that's if they had no sailors. And that's... And that's not all warriors because not all the fighters and warriors would fit on the ship. Oh no, you got to have cooks, you got to have medics. You, they had to have priests at the time. The, you have support people on those ships as well. The conquist, so the conquistadors. I think honestly, it was probably closer to five to ten thousand Spaniards conquered all of South America and the southern part of North America. Yep. So congrats to the Spaniards. That's impressive. Um, but and they didn't do it with machine guns. No, they did it with freaking cutlasses. And uh, for the most part, yeah, because they ran out of ammunition really quick. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like people always like to portray the Mesoamericans as bigger than they are. They're the size of our children. Yes. That's why we could beat them so easily. I mean, they don't appear that way to themselves, I'm sure. I'm sure that to them, they appear normal size and we're giants. Well, it's like uh, that old meme. You and, go to, oh, you got, and the chimeras, you guys don't count. If you're listening, you don't count. Well, it's like um, you go the whole meme of white guy goes to Japan, also white guy, wondering if Godzilla was just a normal sized lizard because everything's built for someone like three feet shorter. Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, the guy's like six foot tall and the doorways only come up to like his nipples. Well, and here's the thing. As I shared this with you yesterday, it was some Mesoamericans doing a highly stylized. Oh, yeah, it was really cool. Not ours. And it was it was really outstanding. Well, that's like uh, powwows with like the feather dancing, like Plains Indians with like the war paint. That looks epic. I'm not gonna do it because I'm freaking Germanic. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with appreciating it and saying, "Oh, hey, that's cool." Like I like it when they look at our stuff and say, "Oh, hey, that's cool." So long as they aren't trying to do it or take it. Yeah, it's the same with. It's why I get irritated when people start doing other people's stuff is it's not just that our stuff and our gods are apparently not good enough. Well, I think that you hit it, hit on it once when they're like, Oh, just, uh, so on and so forth. You're, you're being racist. You're being divisive, all this other stuff. When what they're saying is why can't I, or, um, and to tie into it, to, to really make it specific, these people that say, well, why can't the other people's worship our gods? What they're really saying is, why why can I not worship theirs? Well, and this is the other thing, is when you start doing that, you're doing it because you think it's cool. Yeah. Like the, what was it, the one druid guy on YouTube that when he finally got pressured, he admitted he, like, honored Quetzalcoatl and, like, Vishnu or yeah. something. There's and, bunches of those guys out there. I mean, you got to not be afraid to ask questions. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell people right now what deities are important to me. Mm-hmm. Hala, Perchta. Wotan, well, specifically Wotan with the W, um, Erker Yeager, uh, Rubizol, the Bear Mother. Those are those. There's also gods like Brigid, the Morrigan, the Lady of the Lake. These are on like the tertiary side, mm-hmm. but those are pretty much my big German gods. Well, that's like people ask me, especially if they find out like I actually do believe in magic and I do believe in spirits and I am a theist, and then they'll be like. What's your spirit animal? And I freak them out, and they always get mad because I'm like, 
man is my spirit animal. And we're a pretty fucking good spirit animal. Oh, yeah. But they're like, man can't be your spirit animal. Well, why not? Because man isn't an animal. Where did you hear that? Last I checked, we fuck shit and uh, suck well, milk just like every other yeah, animal. Yeah, we, we, we are animals. Why, why is man not allowed to be your spirit animal? I try to tune into who and what we are naturally aside from all this other stuff. Well, and it's something that... Aside it, from society and, and civilization, I guess. I try to tune into what we evolved to be. Yeah, precisely. And it's, it's another thing, and I was touching on this earlier. The reason the esoteric tradition is so popular is because, like, let's say you're a farmer. Honestly, it's easier and it's less scary. Yes. Well, because here's the thing is, if... Because we actually talked to somebody. They're farmers, but their main god is Tyr. And I can rationalize it for them. And I didn't say, you can't do that. I asked, why? And they didn't have an answer. Meanwhile, here's the thing is, based on the ancestry and the vocation of the people that were, we were talking to, Frere. Frere would actually be the perfect choice. For, for the for the pantheon that they pay attention to, yeah, Frere would have been a better choice. Actually, there's a few of them that would well, have been better Scandinavian choices. ancestry, Scandinavian and English ancestry, I think is what they Well, and that's if farming is actually their focus. Yes. It would make sense. But here's the thing, too. You don't have to put the deities on top, ever. Well, no, like... Actually, our people should be sitting on top. Why? Because of the ones that's closest to us. Well, I mean, the gods are like fourth or fifth because it's like people, the the, the, the living people. Let, let's be generous ancestors. and say anywhere between third and fifth place. Yes. Well, because there's subgroupings within people. Mm -hmm. So you have people and then you have ancestors, which also includes a lot of nature spirits. Mm -hmm. Then you have heroes and then you have nature spirits. And you have gods. And part of the problem that nobody seems to understand is, and that this is a varied version, and there's more categories, all five of those categories are the same thing. Yes. The spirits, the ancestors, the heroes, the living people, and the gods are all part of one singular macro group. In many cases, the only difference is, what's this, what does it seem to you? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, for instance, Domovoy, household god, also ancestor, also could be a nature spirit. Also, technically, might have been a family hero that stuck around like that. Mm -hmm. Or um, let's say that you have, like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's not that complicated. It's less complicated to say all these things are basically the same thing. And it comes down to understanding. Well, it's like this other thing, too, that I'm working on um, is, it's just going to be a post. But the, the Banshee. It's, it's literally a family spirit. It is, if you hear a banshee, it is actually related to you. It, it is one of your ancestors. That's the only way that you can hear it. It is one of your ancestors. But there's so much slander put around the spirit. People think that they're evil. They're evil spirits that bring death. No, they're not. They are family spirits that herald the death They're, they are mourning the death of the living because death is imminent for this living person well to use to bring it back into the american pantheon paul bunyan well the banshee is actually here in america oh yeah I know. it came but, over here with us oh i i agree i mean it's the same with trolls fairies all these other things but just to go off of what people often consider the american gods 
And I'm not talking about the Neil Gaiman book. Mm -hmm. But Paul Bunyan, some people treat him as entirely mythical, so he never existed. Others, ascended ancestor, basically. Others, he's basically the patron god of the Northwoods. And others, he's a hero. Personally, I view him as a demigod slash hero. Because he, he could control the weather. He made a snowstorm happen because he ate popcorn. That's an interesting story. He fought a river, like literally. Yeah, fought I know a river. that he's literally fought rivers. He's he's also um, credited with the northern um, lights. Chained up snowstorms and drugged them across the country, with, with logging chains specifically. I mean, he's got a magic blacksmith on his payroll. Yeah. I mean, hero or deity. That's the beautiful thing: is the difference is negligible. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That that's the real answer: is it doesn't matter, and you don't have to get esoteric, like. Well, what's the meaning behind the logging chains? It's the binding. No, dude, they're just logging chains. Why does there have to be some hidden meaning behind everything? It's like these people that ruin movies because they overpick them apart. Um, there's even, ah, shit. You used to talk about it all the time where um, the, the English teacher goes on about why the curtains are blue and then the author's like, the curtains are blue. Yeah, that's... It's a whole thing. and Because um, you can make meaning out of anything. Out of anything. Well, it's like someone tried to argue esotericism with us. One of our favorite things to do is pull out a cookbook. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll even do that to and hardcore was, theologists. And it was not one, not two, but three eggs. Yes. Symbolizing the purity of the triple With goddess. a little bit of practice, you can do it with anything. Literally anything. Yes. Which it, should show you just how... Nonsensical. How nonsensical it is, yes. Once, yeah, if you can do it with anything, then it means nothing. Yep. Same thing as the person that is everybody's friend, he is nobody's friend. Yep. And here's the thing is the reason that I harp, the reason that you and I talk about this stuff, the, the, the American pantheon, the how our people have been treated in the past by the church, how the gods actually work. Is because, simply put, that's what it is. Well, we're, we're, we're not making this up. Like, people will say things like, well, that's just your opinion. No. What I did was I took all the evidence, and instead of viewing what people say it is, I looked at what it was and thought about it critically. Right, and that's like, we don't necessarily go to, to scholars. Th this, is, this is what most people do, is they will go to... Um, I am Nosp wrote a book on this subject. He looked at the sources. So I am going to I am Nosp to see what his opinions or thoughts on this is. And they never look at the sources themselves. Or worse yet, it'll be I am Nosp wrote a book. J.A. Coburn wrote a book about I am Nosp's book. And then uh, L.A.M. wrote a book about J.A. Coburn's book, which is based on I am Nosp's book which is based on the original sources, and they never go to the original source, ever. Well, uh, that's like I was bringing up before, the, 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 the Nibelungen Lied and Wagner's operas. People think because there's a similar name, these are based on each other. Wagner's operas are extremely loosely based on the Nibelungen Lied, to the point where people ha have tried to say, like Freya went and talked to the Rhine Maidens, in the Nibelungen Lied. And I'm like, no, because the Rhine Maidens were invented 
by Wagner. Right. Well, and it's exactly the same thing as people thinking that the Celtic fairy faith is the Midsummer's Night's Dream by Shakespeare. No, it's his his play was only very loosely based off from it, and he did a lot of borrowing from neighbors because it was more poetically pleasing, as because the ni- the name sounded better. Well, that's like uh, Titania is often thought to be derived from Diana because a lot of people treated her as like the queen of the fairy. And then um, Oberon was really not even in the folklore, from what I understand, till the Midsummer's Night's Dream. What he was was he was a corruption of a German figure, Alberic, who was like a elf or dwarf king or something. Yeah, but people will do that. They will take the Midsummer's Night's Dream and think this is Celtic uh, paganism. They will take Wagner's play and think it is the, I can't say the word, Nibelide, whatever. The ring cycle. Yes, the ring cycle. It's not. Marvel Thor is not Thor. And we brought this up before where we have watched these research channels, which will talk about Loki, who is Thor's brother and her sister, Hel, who are children of Odin. That is the Marvel Universe, literally. And they will spout it as though it's fact. Well, that's like I find books that will describe something that I've never seen before. So I'm legitimately curious where they got this from. And I come to the conclusion looking around. What happened was somebody started talking about it like it was a legitimate story. Mm-hmm. And then people just ran with it. Oh, yeah. Like half these Pew Research uh, papers that aren't. Well, like uh, a good example of this is actually literary. Mm-hmm. A Christmas Carol. Because we were actually watching that because it was a Christmassy movie and it's Yuletide. Right. Um, in, in the film we watched, it got a lot of things wrong from the book. Because mm-hmm. it's clearly based not off the book, but on oh, previous yeah, that one films of the fir- That of was one of the Christmas first things Carol. I said is, because I've actually read the book, it's but been a long time. Have. Um, but I start watching the movie and I'm like, oh, this is, it's a good movie. But I can clearly see that this movie is based off from these other movies not off from the story itself. And, yeah. and it did pull aspects from the story itself that the other movies didn't have. So I don't know how they walked that line, but yeah, you can see that they played off from other movies more so than the book, but they did bring parts of the actual story out that the mov- previous movies had ignored. Well, and here's my thing. I actually, cause we're, Getting pretty close to when we'll have to. We've got about 15, 20 minutes left, I'd say. Yeah, which isn't very close. So. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, I'll let you know. But I was going to say, um, I don't really want to do our final show and have it be us mostly pointing out where people are being. No, uh, well, to get positive. Yes. Some people are actually starting to ask questions, they're starting to fight back, they're starting to use reason. They're starting to actually look at sources themselves and realize there's people out there that saying stuff that has, it's not based off from European anything. It's based off from uh, Oriental. It's based off from Middle Eastern. It's based off from um, um, the Dravidians, the other Asians. Or that's based off from South Americans, like uh, Latin American customs. And they're starting to realize this. So, that is actually a positive. I want to see more of that, where people are learning to ask good questions. Good questions. Yes, there is such, 
One of the worst lies I've heard come from schools is there's no such thing as a stupid question. Lie. There are many, many stupid questions. We need to practice asking good questions. Yes. And just because I'm feeling charitable at the end of the new year, I shall, I think, saying something good that, that, that all these people we rip into have done, I think, just because I'd like to end on a good note, I think would be a good idea. So the Wiccans, let's start with them because they're both. I got to hand it to them. A lot of them actually do pretty solid research. I mean, they go off in left field with it, but they're pretty good at digging shit up. Right. Well, when you look at the, not their conclusions, but the the base of their research that they're basing their conclusions off from, um, yeah, the root of the research is actually generally pretty solid. They they run off in weird directions. That's their conclusion. That's not their research. Well, it's like I, I read a fairly good book that had a lot of really good folklore in it. And then the last three chapters were trying to convince people that the Ainu were the original habits of Europe. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. It's because they were originally white. That's why they're so that's why they're so battle oriented. Originally. Yeah. Don't go by. Don't. Unfortunately, this is one of the things. It's not a quick Google search away. You can find it on the Internet. But, man, you got to dig. It's there. But it's buried. Well, I stumbled onto some um, because the the, depictions the current ones are Asians. Oh yeah, there's there's barely any white in most of them. But like I've stumbled across pic- depictions of blonde Ainu. They're still as hairy as the the black haired Ainu, but they're well. The most common colors for them actually the the black haired ones were the more rare ones. The blonde haired ones, the redhead, and the uh, brunette brown. Well, and the, the, was by far the most common ones. Well, and this is something that I will. Because this is, I do not get along with these people. But just to just to throw them a bone, the people that are all Aryan this and Hindu this, as annoying as they get, this is one thing I will give them credit for. They are very good at sniffing out. They sometimes take it too far in the wrong direction. But they do tend to notice when white people were in an area they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Like North Africa. Well, and they get really excited. Which is, honest, honestly, it's a good thing. So that is a good thing to say. Yeah, they take it one step too far, which is this stuff is ours. No, it's not. It's like a lot of the Ainu stuff was white. It was specifically Ainu stuff because this is the other thing. Right. Is, it's been polluted, so you can't yeah, really so, go by the current Ainu stuff. Well, because the Japanese even admit some of their uh, Shintoism is based off of Ainu stuff. But it's Japanese to fight enough. And then here's the other thing is that wing is extinct, yes. unfortunately. Same with the Egyptians. Yeah, provably extinct, actually. Same with the Egyptians. They are basically extinct. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of white groups that, for better or worse, they are extinct. And we can, we can acknowledge the great accomplishments, the cultural elements, but with that wing dead, it will not bear fruit anymore. Yeah, we can't breathe life back into it. Yeah, it is. It is a museum. It's sad, but it is a museum curiosity. Yes, it and, but, and a lesson of don't let this happen again. Well, especially the Ainu, because the way what happened to them is basically a microcosm of what's happening. Oh to yeah, us, they, period. They was dominant. They was unbeatable, and then they made a concession, and they backed up, and then they backed up, and then they backed up, and then they got overran, and then they ran away, and, and then they lost. and they trusted the wrong white people, and then got fucking exterminated. Because the wrong white people teamed up with Asians 
to slaughter them to the man, woman, and child. And the few that remained that were white, not the chimeras that exist in Ainu territory, which, for all intents and purposes, are the current Ainu. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, all of the, the North, the Egyptians that are currently in Egypt. They're almost no Egyptian blood. For all intents and purposes, they're the current Egyptians. Yes. They live in a country called Egypt. But you can't learn about ancient Egyptians by looking at the current ones. No. It, it's it's just it's just a fact. But they are very good at sniffing out like old photographs and depictions of white Ainus, whites in northern China, whites in... Once you get them to understand that, yes, this was a thing, oh man, they can find stuff. It's like they bend all of their will to it and it, they can find some amazing stuff. The trick is, is getting them to believe that it was a thing and then they can dig into it enough to show, yes, this is, it was actually a thing. Well, and they make two mistakes, which I feel like anyone who's interested in doing this, who's good at this, congratulations, thank you for doing the work you're doing. Mm -hmm. But the two things, I, I, first of all, these were not all the same tribe of whites. Just like you wouldn't call the Hessians and the Scottish the same group. Uh, these are both for, white. They're both Hyperboreans. They're both part of our greater race but they are specific tribes with specific cultures you cannot confuse the alpine germano celtics with the scottish celts they're just not going to confuse them and they both had kilts and they both had bagpipes and they both had plaid because you can find really old, old well and you strip them down naked and stand them side by side you can confuse the way that they look but it's the the tribal customs are really distinct yes and um, their way of doing things. Yeah, like Egypt. I don't deny that early Egypt was white. I deny that there's anything left there that we can salvage. I'm also kind of weirded out by um, Irish people are smooth and hairless. What? No. no. Most Have you ever seen an old Irish guy? It looks like he is like two steps from morphing into a bear. Yeah. I mean, just, just furry everywhere. Same with the Alpine. Mm -hmm. uh, we, not all. Not all Irish people are that way. Um. Not all Alpines are that way. Not all. So, hashtag not all. But, uh, yeah, it, it's weird. The exception to the rule only proves the rule. Yeah. Yeah. It's like almost all males have cocks. Yeah, and almost. Some of them don't. Specifically because they got cut off usually or got sh shot off, fell yeah. off. Some, some form of birth. accidental. Or uh, it's very rare, but sometimes it just never comes out. So they have them, but it's all an innie. Yes. So you have, like, the testicles, but they're, like, two inches inside the body. Yeah. It does happen. That's your mental image for the morning, folks. <laughs> uh, but the um, – and I know we're trying to have a conversation, not talk, but that was just too fun. Um, but the um, – that's two groups down. So, uh, man, I, I can't think of anything with the Church of True. Uh, you're very passionate. <laughs> I guess they have each other's backs, okay, even if yeah. they know, even if they know that the person said something incorrect, they still have oh. his back and will back him up. OK, yes, I can give that that they are tribal. I just wish that they got their tribal customs back because like there are people that really try. Well, even fucking Guido, because yeah. when we tripped over Guido, we did some looking into him and my conclusion was. He was not malicious in, in what he wrote. He was actually trying to do something good. Yeah, and now most of heathenry is based off his crud rather than actual. And he was admittedly a monotheist. He, yeah. was, he admitted he was trying to link 
or he thought all religions were were correct so he was actively trying to link our our traditional ethnic way of being to monotheism to universalism and he was trying to do a good thing well yeah it's like all these people that try to create the new one religion whether it's prometheus whether it's rod whether it's pick a freaking day they're well intentioned but it, it it just it's not good for our people it is no and most of the time it's based on a popular conception which here's the thing is because in general gods are made up of their popular conceptions mm -hmm. it, but the problem is is most people have it it's too messed well, with well and almost all these people if you push on them hard enough they th this is why i think that they do the things that they do if you push them hard enough you get to understand the way that they think and you you really apply pressure to it at the end, they are still universalist. Yes. Oh, and uh, to bring something up, a good example of this is all the lefties that are big on Gaia. But the way they treat her is not how Gaia functions. Oh, no, no. Uh, actually, a closer deity to how they treat her would be Hertha. Or, but even that is too far off. Right, and a lot of people that, that venerate Gaia, for instance, they refuse to admit that she's a titan. She is a titan in the myths. Well, she's... It, not only a titan, she's the titan. Well, yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And she's not literally the earth that we walk on because she can fall off from the earth. So, but the people at Venerator, no, you dig into to Gaia when you plant your tomato seeds. No, you don't. You're digging into the earth. Gaia is something else, and she's a titan. No, she's the goddess. She is there. Uh, well, and we, we've been being fairly nice up till now, but uh, to do the, well, not nice. Well, I, I'm trying to be kind, but, uh, it is an annoyance because it's also another one that people have a lot of popular misconceptions about that have no backing in the story is Odin. People will describe him as a great warrior. He gets in one fight and loses. Right. Well, and here, here, I'm willing to extend an olive branch and say, I believe these people, they're trying to do the right thing, but they haven't examined themselves enough to, to warrant it. Well, this is basically or to, to, you know, go forward with it. It's fine for them to think these things, but keep digging. Don't just find the group that is also hasn't really dug and pat each other on the back. Well, and I would actually recommend try to prove yourself wrong. Me and me and the Lord keeper, we do it all the time. Um, so does McThunder. He is constantly trying to prove himself wrong. Try to prove yourself wrong. Don't try to prove yourself right. Well, yeah, because that's how I came to my conclusion is I just asked myself questions and never got a satisfactory answer. Like one good example. Well, and even when you do, you keep digging, trying to prove it wrong. Well, like Odin, Wotan, Wode, Woden, are these all the same deity? I asked myself Okay, the etymology is spotty at best, and it's it's not really a good enough reason to say these are the same god. Do any of the stories suggest they are? Right. And I came to the conclusion, looking at all that, and asking people that are really gung-ho about it, they had nothing. Nothing. Right, and your rule was you set aside the entomology argument. Because entomology, if you actually look into entomology, is entomology a thing? Barely. If you look into it, it's barely a thing. So then you took the entomology, put it to the side. Let's go off from the stories itself. Is there anything in the actual stories? And then how long did it take you to figure out that you had to be leery about translations? 
not long. Like uh, less than a week. It was just a few days. Well, you can like, read two different versions of translations. They can translate the exact same words, but use different word choice, and they mean two completely different right. words. Right. So then if the person translating it is translating the story of Wotan, for instance, but he has it in his head that Wotan is Odin, he very well might, well, uh, rather I, than translate it as Wotan, which it says, translate it as Odin. Well, here's a good example of this is uh, Uppsala. The way it's described is Wotan, Fricko, and Thor. But sometimes they will then change those names to be Odin, Freyr, and Thor. Mm-hmm. We don't know these were the same deities. And then the question then becomes was, which of these is the proper translation? The way that Wotan is described makes me think it's Wotan, because Wotan is actually a war god. Odin, however, not really. Not If you look at his stories, he's really not a war god. Mm-hmm. Not really. But, yeah, we're getting now we're getting, getting to that time. So I'm, I'm going to do a quick wrap-up, and I'll let you wrap up. I am glad that people are learning the question and learning the reason and starting to look for things, look into things themselves and fighting back against the nonsense. So there is getting to be more and more support out there. I'm also glad that people apparently are sharing us around a little bit more. Our telegram's growing. Um, Our listens on the podcast is starting to go back up again. So I'm glad people starting to fight back and they're starting to share good information or information at least that makes you question. It's a fantastic thing um as far as um what's those things called that people resolutions as far as resolutions go i'm my resolution is honestly just to keep getting better that is the same thing that it was the year before that and the year before that it's the same thing that it is every day always striving to get better so on that note i'm going to cut out by saying uh, you know don't keep your head down don't keep your mouth shut do keep your powder dry because you're going to need that shit pretty soon yes and I'm going to make the same resolution as the same as I did last year. And I want to get better. I think I succeeded this year. I got better in most ways. I had a little bit of backtracking here and there. But I think one thing that I think is very important, and if there's one lesson that listening to us has given you, aside from the stuff that we are our own people and all these times we really emphasize that, here is one lesson I really want you to take specifically from this year. Ask questions. Ask, ask the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, the how. All of these. Because they are important. And if you actually ask these questions honestly to yourself, about other people, about research, about these things, you end up being a lot more honest about everything. Because I used to view Wode, Woden, Wotan, and Odin as the same God because I was told until I finally asked myself that question. Did I have any evidence? And then I chose to then look and see if anyone else had the evidence. And I found they didn't. And I have gotten an endless amount of crud for having this opinion. But it's not an opinion. It's there is no evidence to support it. And I've looked. I know that asking these questions can end up having you feel like you are getting attacked, that you don't know how or why people do things the way they do. 
But here's the thing is, you are the most honest. You are the most able to grow when you ask these questions and you try to answer them honestly. In ethnic faith, there are a lot of things that don't truly have an answer. And that's a good thing because it allows us to truly think on them, to contemplate them. And with our gods, with our spirits, with our ancestors, with our culture, we have to ask these questions because a lot of the stuff that has been built for us, it allows us to jump decades ahead of where people 100, 200, 300 years ago got stuck because of all the work that's been done up to that point. But we also still have to do what every generation before us did, which is look at the information critically. You do not, when we inherit something, we are trying to keep the fire burning. We're not trying to venerate the ashes. Not asking questions, not actively thinking on this, not actively telling the stories is worshiping the ashes. If we want this to be a living tradition again, we have to stoke the flame. And part of that is we have to ask questions, we have to think, and we have to work hard to better ourselves and act accordingly and nobly as we believe our ancestors would have. And with that, in the final show of the new year, the Lord Keeper is signing off and see you in 2022.